For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 1 and verse 19 as we'll be at today, looking at the story of Ruth, some good Bible biblical principles that I, you and I can learn and apply to our life and to our family and to our relationship with the Lord. So look with me now in Ruth chapter 1 verses 19 through 22. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved above them, about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me? And the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law, with her. She returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. It's bad when you feel like you need to change your name because things are so bad. When you feel like you're so low, when things have gotten so bad, and you're so far down in the dumps, you know what, I'm going to change my name to something that is very unhappy and something that means bitterness. Isn't that something? That's how far down she was. Don't call me Naomi no more. Call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt with me very bitterly. But you know, Ruth followed her mother-in-law through hard times when she could have easily left. And matter of fact, Naomi wanted her, I believe, to leave and said, I have nothing for you. But Ruth knew the depths of the sorrows, and she also learned the heights of God's blessings. And she followed her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to the land of the people of God. And she worked hard, she worked faithfully, and God rewarded her and God rewarded Naomi also. Why? Because don't you know that she took care of her, what was her mother-in-law, but she still considered her family. So Boaz married Ruth. They married. And ultimately, they became the grandparents of King David and earthly ancestors to our Lord Jesus Christ, because of her faithfulness in hard times, God put her in the lineage of Jesus Christ. 
that reminds me of a harlot that lived in a wall that now it belongs in the family of Christ because she was faithful to her word and what God wanted from her. Listen to me. It doesn't matter where you're from, what's happened to you, how bitter your life has gotten. If it's so bad that you want to change your name, you feel so rotten. These things have happened to me and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm nothing and I'm nobody. Listen to me. God wants to use you. Be faithful to what God has for you, even when it doesn't make sense. Be faithful to what? Be faithful to Him. Be faithful to God Almighty. Because listen to me, every one of us, every one of us, every last one of us is going to face failure. Every last one of us is going to face some defeat. Every one of us is going to face some temptations. Sometimes you're going to be in total despair. But remain faithful to the promises of God. Listen to me. It's so important for you to realize that God never forsakes his family members. God never forsakes his children. If you're saved, if you're born again, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you are a child of God. And he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Even when you feel like you're forsaken. Even when you feel like you want to change your name, don't put your focus on your feelings. Put your focus on your faith in God's Word. No matter the situation, no matter where you're at, there is always, always, always hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to follow that godly direction He's given us in His Holy Word and be faithful to His Word. And as I've said in my last messages, you have to know God's Word in order to obey God's Word. As simple and childlike faith as that sound, how many times have you come up to a situation you go, you know what, I wonder what God's Word says. You know what, I, I wonder what the Bible has to say about that. Let's get in God's Word and put it in our, our heart like David said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So I'm going to say it again. You must know God's Word in order to obey God's Word. And we need to follow that godly direction. Be faithful to God because God will bring blessing and God will bring victory in His own time. I can tell you from personal experience so many times in my life, I think, Lord, where are you? Where is the victory? Where is the blessing? Where is this? Why is this going on? And it's only after things have passed and you look back, can you see the hand of God upon your life, upon your family, upon things that have happened, even the bad things. God said he can use those bad things that happen for his good and for his glory, not for yours, not to prosper you, but to prosper him in his word. Amen. That his testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ might ring through because no matter what happens to me, no matter what happens to you, no matter how bad we think it is, if it brings honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, listen to me, it is a victory. And you say, well, I don't see no victory in that. I got in a car crash. What kind of victory is that? The victory is that you stayed faithful to God and people can see that. They can see where you put your faith and trust. And when you're, when you're down and out, when times are hard, people are going to look to see who you truly trust and what you truly look to. Do you trust the Lord? Do you put your faith 
in his word? Do you believe his word today? You know, oftentimes when people are defeated, when you're defeated, when I'm defeated, uh, we look at the life, we look at our lives and we look at other people's lives and we compare our lives to theirs. But listen to me, their story is not your story. The plan that God has for your life is not the plan that God has for their life. Some may have it easier. Yes, that's true. Some may have it easier in the Christian life, and some may have it extremely harder. But what matters is, what do you do with what God has given to you? We don't like this, but the things that happen to you, if you're a child of God, God has allowed in your life. And it's what you do with that that will make all the difference. Like Ruth, she chose to stay, stay faithful to Naomi, and she went back to God's people, and that's how she wound up meeting Boaz. And it all started because she was faithful to God, then she was faithful to Naomi, and then God made a way for them to be redeemed. Boaz is known as the kinsman redeemer. And oftentimes, we want to throw our hands in the air when we go, I can't believe this happened. I've lost my spouse. I've lost my husband. I lost my child. I lost my grandchild. It's over. I'm done. I throw my hands in the air. God, I can't do nothing for God anymore. God can't use me because of this happened. Oh, no. God can use you in a much greater and mightier way because now you have the opportunity to reach people that have been through those things. And people can look to you and for your testimony. Amen. Let's be faithful to God. And, and God will show you that next chapter in your life. God will show you. Just because one chapter closes, that may, that may, that's because God's about to open a new book in your life. And many times we see that as a bad thing. This closed and I lost this and this happened and this shut down. God says, listen to me. Those were just little blessings. I'm about to open some big doors in your life. And just remember, big doors swing on little hinges. You never know which, where, what, or who God is going to use to open that big door in your life. A great big door swings on some little bitty hinges. Never, never look down on somebody that you think, well, who are they? Listen, they might be the very person that God uses in your life to open that door that He wants you to walk through, that He wants you to use. Amen? He may be opening up a new opportunity, a new chance to serve Him, as we're going to see here, as He does with Ruth. God is looking for one, listen to me, God is looking for one primary qualification in the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is one thing above all that he is looking for in people, in Christians, in born-again believers. Listen to me, it's not intelligence, it's not education, it's not ability, it's not certifications, it's not an address, and it's not a big bank account. It's none of those things. What he's truly looking for is faithfulness. Will you be faithful to him today? God says, I already have all those things. I can take care of all of that. What I want from you is for you to give me your commitment 
and your faithfulness, because that is the one thing that is so sacred that God himself will not touch it. And that is your free will. God says, I have all the ability. I have all the power. I have all the intelligence and intellect and all the connections and all the ways. I have all those things. All I need is you. Here am I, Lord, send me. That's what God is looking for. Somebody, somebody that'll hold their hand up and say, Lord, I will go. I got nothing and I'm a nobody, but I'll go and I'll do what you want me to do. And God says, I got the rest. All you simply got to do is be obedient and be faithful. So the one thing, listen to me, the one thing that God is looking for above everything is faithfulness to him. Amen. It's not education. It's not a record of great big past achievements, but it's faithfulness. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, the Bible says. Let me say that again, because that is one strong statement. Listen to what it says. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You say, but I gave a million dollars to the church. The Bible says without faith, is it impossible to believe him? You say, but I gave everything I had to the poor to please God, but I don't have any faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. You know, faith doesn't cost a dime. Some of the poorest people have the greatest faith. Some of the people that have absolutely nothing are some of the happiest in the world. And they have the greatest faith in the Lord and in his word because they know, they know that God will not forsake them. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, Moreover, it is required in the story that a man be found faithful. Matthew 16, 24 tells you, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My steward must be faithful. He must be able to pick up his cross and follow Jesus and deny himself. And that same person can hear the voice of God. And they follow, they follow the word of the Lord. John chapter 12, verse 26 tells you, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also shall my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Oh, wow. Did you catch the last part of that verse? Do you want God's attention? Do, do you want God to see you and be proud of you like a fa earthly father would be? Listen to the last part of that verse. If any man serve me, this is Jesus. If any man serve me, he, my father, will honor. God will honor your faithfulness to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to please God? Be faithful to the Lord. You want to please God? Be faithful to His Word. You want to be obedient, amen, to what God has given you to do in this life. One of the greatest things you'll ever have is your testimony. The greatest influence you'll ever have is your testimony. And some of the greatest work you'll ever do for God is influencing other people with your faith and your testimony. Why? Because we rub off on one another. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. I mean, we rub off on each other so bad, it's on a, such a subconscious level that we don't even realize it. Here's some physical proof. One person yawns, well, another person starts yawning. You go, well, what in the world are you yawning for? Well, because you yawn. That's how much we affect one another, more so and deeper than we can even fathom and understand or even realize. 
And so listen to me. I'll say it again. Your testimony and another person's testimony can be the greatest thing that God uses to affect another person's life. Because listen to me, it's people that God cares about. Jesus didn't die on the cross to build some big, huge, nice church building with a big steeple and a $1.5 million budget or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's a $150 million budget. Jesus didn't die for that. Jesus died for sinners. Jesus died to save a sinner's soul from the fires of hell, from the penalty of sin. That's what Jesus died for. He didn't die for a big parking lot or a big building. No, God cares about people. And so when you influence people for, to, for the Lord, you are doing God's work. Don't you know, Ruth influenced a lot of people when they saw her being faithful when she didn't have to be. When they saw her being faithful when it didn't make any sense. When they saw her being faithful to her mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, because their husbands were dead, and her mother-in-law was so bitter that she changed her name to Mara because God has dealt bitterly with me, but yet Ruth is still going to be faithful to her. Don't you know that affected people? Don't you know they may wonder, what in the world is she doing? Because even Christians can do that, you know, because they don't have the calling that God has put on your life. And so they'll go, oh, wow, they're kind of crazy. Well, what do they do? I wouldn't do it that way. It doesn't matter what they would do. It matters what God called you to do. God's not going to hold them responsible for what God called you to do. And vice versa, the same. God's not going to hold me responsible for what he called you to do. Let's be faithful to what God has given us to do. Amen. And that is so important to the Lord. And so Naomi followed the path. In Ruth chapter 1 verse 22, it says, So Naomi returned. And Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. In Genesis chapter 24 and verse 27, the servant of Abraham, who was sent to find a bride for Isaac, rejoiced to say, I, being in the way the Lord led me. As we are faithful to follow God, God leads us even further. God's not going to lead you any further if you haven't been faithful to what he's been giving you to do. Why would God tell you the next thing to do or the next place to go or the next door to walk through in your life if you have not been obeying what he's already shown you? And the same here we can see in the life of Ruth. Ruth is faithful to what God says. God wants her to do. And God opens the next door. And God shows her what to do next. And listen to me. One of the ways God leads is through his people. Not just through professional Christians, not just through church leaders, not just through people who are getting paid by the church, not just through experienced counselors. You may not consider yourself a leader, but you can rest assured somebody's watching you. You can rest assured somebody's keeping their eye on your testimony and your example. So does God use those church leaders? Absolutely. But don't think for one second. That people aren't using you as an example, whether for good or for bad. Because we as human beings look good. Well, they, you know, look what they're doing. They're getting away with it. I can do that too. Why not? And on the other side, we can say, you know what? They've been faithful to the Lord through those unbelievably hard and hurtful times. What I'm going through is nothing compared to what they had. And yet they remain faithful to the Lord. If they remain faithful, so can I. 
So you can bet your bottom dollar that somebody is looking at you to be an example. Leadership is not just for the people in church that are getting paid from the church. Leadership is every Christian setting a good example and a good testimony. Because every one of us have some type of leadership positions. And I realize some have a lot higher and bigger or maybe influence a lot more people. But every one of us influences someone. No matter who you are, God wants to use you to show someone else the right way. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 22, we see that Naomi decided to return to the city of Bethlehem, and Ruth decided to follow her. And that was a step of faith for Ruth. But God's word clearly states, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That is hard to think about, ladies and gentlemen. That's Romans chapter 14 and verse 23. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. How many times have we done something, even at church, done something and go, well, and maybe the Lord will work it out. Well, I'll do this and we'll see what happens. Well, I'm just going to do the best I can. You think about that verse. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That is unbelievably convicting and cuts right to the bone to me because I have said those statements or at least started in my mind. Well, let's see what God does. Let's see what happens. Let's do our best to trust the Lord, and we'll see the outcome. And you think about that verse, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. God can, God will, and God wants us to believe Him. Let me say that again. God can, and God will, and God wants us to believe Him. Even in death, there is victory. The Bible says that precious is the death of the saints in the eyes of the Lord. Have you ever thought of that death being precious? Death is precious. The the death of a saint, the death of a Christian, a death of a born again believer is precious in the eyes of God. And so the very thing that we think, oh man, they die, that's at the end. God said that very thing is precious because that death is nothing but a door that leads to me and therefore ever be with me in glory amen so here ruth he was she was about to embark on a path of miraculous providence and blessing and it all began with her willingness to follow to follow naomi to follow to lord the lord ruth left her friends her family her place of birth but god gave her so much more in her new place and god's going to give her a new husband. God's going to give her a new family. And that's the exact same thing when a person gets redeemed from the Lord Jesus Christ. God gives you a new home. God gives you a new family. God gives you a new name written down in glory. Amen. Just like the song says, everything about you changes. Oh, you may still have to drag around that sin nature in your body, but listen to me. Your soul is saved from the penalty of sin. Death has lost its sting. Just 
just like Paul says, old death, where is thy sting? It's gone. What Jesus did on the cross and me putting my faith and trust in what Jesus did, that he died on the cross, that he was buried. The Bible says that he ascended to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when he had arose, he had the keys of death, hell, and the grave. On the third day, he rose himself from the grave. That power was within him. There was nothing that could hold him. And that's why I know I can put my faith and trust in him. He's the only one that has ever risen from the grave. And when you get saved, that same power that rose Jesus from the grave will now reside in you. God puts a piece of the Holy Spirit in you. You are sealed unto the day of redemption. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.